When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. And today I'm very, very honored to have the one and only Dame Dash in my presence. How you doing, G? I'm good, bro. How you doing? Amazing. You just told me that this dog inspired Poopity Scoop by Kanye West. That's a mind-blowing story that I absolutely did not know that we would be discussing. You want to elaborate on that just slightly? Well, that's how I remember it. I remember uh, I came to show Kanye this movie, The List, you know, and uh, we went to the office and, you know, Gov, he took a shit in his office and Gov never takes a shit. <laughs> and I was like, yo, Rock, uh, Gov did a Poopity Scoop. So, you know, Rock cleaned it up and whatever, but then I heard it on the record. And I, at first I forgot, and then I was like, Oh, shit, I forgot that shit. But a lot of times, a lot of uh, people that I talk to that are rappers, you know, we have conversations, and I always hear things that I say in their, rap, in their records all mm. the time. That happens all the time. Right. Everything. All, all, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy about that, even if it's poopity scoop. Right. There you go. You know, even that superhero shit, you know what I mean? Like, I remember having a conversation with Kanye about superheroes and all that, and, you know, where we superhero, and a lot of things, and I hear it in the record, and I'm, I love that. Because that means that the conversations we have are empowering to the extent that, you know, he wants to actually put it on the record. Right. Like, there's actually something that comes from it. Because I feel like the worst thing that a rapper can do is just state generic-ass platitudes the whole time and never really give you any part of themselves. The best rappers that we love the most are the ones that let you in from time to time. Well, the ones that tell the truth. Mm. You know, any artist in any, any field, rapper, poet, any, it's about your point of view and standing behind that. It's not about really fitting in. It's just about being yourself. Yeah. yeah. You want me to... I'm going to tell you one of my favorite lyrics of all time and i don't even know if you're gonna remember where this is from but it's from our man cam and when he said dame took me off the block from hand to hand to handle in the coffee pot oh yeah that was a dame dash legendary that was, a, that, that was on my album that was an incredible moment that was the mixtape era right that's why we can't find it on streaming services no it's, it's on dame dash uh i just gotta you know you know it's a lot of things out there like uh that was my album the dream team. Right. And that was me when I was like, I wish I could rap. That one, right? That was a beautiful. Yeah, so that was me making an album. And, you know, I always talk shit on raps and shit. And I was like, yo, if I could rap, I'd say this shit. So, you know, Cam and I really grew up together. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, you know, he's one of those people that I can honestly say I knew when we were children. And we grew up and based and we talked about what we were going to do, trained for it, actually did it, laughed at people that, you know, went the other way. And, you know... So when we do these kind of records, it's really him just talking about our actual experience. That was a true, that whole verse that he put, everything he said was true. Yeah. Like down to like, you know, one time um, Boog's mom was mad and I had some work in the house and she called the police. So I got the call, Cam, like, yo, take this ride with me. And I got birds in the car. And he like, yo, you know, because he said she called the pop, the police and all, all that. All that shit was real. And we had the, we had the um, you know, I had a, um, a barbershop on 112th Street. And in the front, we saw weed. Dookie was like my lieutenant okay. from, from the dip set. You know what I'm saying? Dookie. And uh, we, we had, you know, barber, we had a uh, barbershop. 
in the front and we saw weed in the back, chicken bags. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And we used to always argue about rap. You know, uh, Dookie's favorite rapper was uh, Cool G Rap. And he like, always was shitting on Jay. You know, that type of shit. <laughs> So, so were you at, you were there during the recording process of that song. What was the actual environment? I, was, I made the song. That was my song. Wait, so you were feeding him ideas or specific like, lyrics? If you look at specifically, I was like, yo, if I could rap, I want to. I would say these things. Yeah. Because you know, a lot of what the rappers were talking about back then were what the people that were behind the scenes were doing. Like right. most of the rappers weren't doing anything as far as hustling. And you know, it's a contradiction to be selling drugs and killing niggas and then be making records about it. Like right. you go to jail for those things. Yeah. You know, today the kids don't really understand understand that you're starting to understand that now right but you can't be doing criminal things making records about it and making videos and expect not to go to jail so they would be talking about the people that were funding them right so basically a lot of like rapping back then if you were a rapper you weren't really considered that cool yeah like the rappers weren't the toughest they were they weren't the ones putting in that kind of work you, you think me? that's why you didn't actually go down that rapping lane is because you didn't really think it was not all that rapper. tight at that point I'm not a rapper it was just never an option i'm not a rapper bro mm. you know i'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a um I'm a general. A lot of people aren't rappers, but they don't seem to know that until much later in life. I feel lucky well, that I always for, knew not to rap. They rapping for different reasons. Mm. So, like, some people might rap because they want to be famous because, you know, they're sick of investing in artists that don't invest back. Right. So they're like, look, you know, a lot of what this, 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 this uh, industry is, is is effort. You know, the best rappers aren't the ones that win the most. It's the ones that are willing to sacrifice the most um, mentally, physically, their integrity, their soul. Like, to really be successful in this business, you have to give up a lot of your principles. Mm. And a real, real artist won't do that. Right. All right, a quick word from our sponsor. You guys know that I'm a big fan of these Eagle Energy Energy Pens. Uh, they are actually sponsoring this episode, so huge, huge shout-out to them. Uh, I've been using these for a while. Um, it's a caffeine inhaler pen for athletes, artists, and busy people on the go. It's uh, all natural, so it eliminates a lot of the things that you might be dealing with when you're dealing with something like Red Bull, coffee, that anything like that. This is a much cleaner experience. I've turned a lot of my friends onto this uh, the flavors are all natural and plant-based. No sugar, no calories. It's fast-acting. It hits you immediately. It's not like when you take uh, you know, a Monster Energy to the face and it might take you 30, 45 minutes to uh, kick in. No, these things, is an immediate rush of productivity straight to the face. No caffeine jitters. There's no crash. It's just a, it's a good way to uh, get some energy if you ever need some during the day. So I would advise everybody out there to head on over to www.eagle.com energy and use the code no jumper 22 you'll get 22 percent off of your order once again that is www.eagle.energy and use the code no jumper 22 to get 22 percent off your order huge huge shout out to eagle energy for sponsoring this podcast let's get right back into it i mean jim is on that song too and i feel like jim is sort of the definition of an artist who maybe wasn't poor he wasn't the dopest rapper in the neighborhood oh, but that, then was, that was your segue to jim he made oh. it happen why i'm supposed to <laughs> what, what, is it complicated bringing up jim i don't even know yeah, it is yeah. why what's going on with him right now you know our relationship has been strength oh it has okay yeah. i don't even know about that yeah you should google it <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know jim the thing is i grew up with jim when he was like eight when you know i knew him as jomo and, you know, but I didn't hang out with Jim. He was like, you know, he was little dude, but mm. he came around with Ken. So I remember when Ken brought him around, I'd be like, you know, what do you, I don't, how do you know this dude? He was like, you know, he used to be on the second floor. Mm. So Jim wasn't really around for the real hustling days with me, but Cam was. Right. You know what I mean? So, but Jim did see it, but he wasn't like, Cam used to be like riding with me. Like I'd be picking up work and getting pulled over by cars and all that other shit. Like Cam was the dude that was really nice at basketball. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? He was like, he had got MVP at 15 at the at the uh, Polo Grounds and all that. 
And I only knew him really so well because I hung out uptown, but I lived in the east side. And his cousin Bloodshed lived in 1199 in, I think, D building. I lived in B building. Okay. So I would see Cam uptown. And I would also see him downtown. Uh -huh. And the things that were going on downtown were really funny to me. You know what I mean? Like when you were, like if you were from the east side, being able to be on the west side was a big deal. Right. So I was on like the wildest block. I was on 142nd and Lennox. That was the lunch mob days. You feel me? Danger zone. It, well, like, you know, like Lou Sims is like my friend. You know uh -huh. what I'm saying? Like I grew up, like we worked. Like a lot of what these rappers talk about, I actually know all of them. I was there. You know, I was just, I'm one of the ones that really was there that made it. Right. But I'm the only one that was really there that made it. Right. Like, I was really there. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Like, these were my friends. You like, see a lot of people sort of fronting like they were around for more than they were? It's not fronting. They just glorify it. Mm. But I lived it. I survived it. Like, you know, the people that most people are really scared of that would be, like, run across the street and tuck their chain, those guys are my friends. And I'm not saying it's like I'm tough because I never had to carry a gun. I never had to kill nobody. But I survived it, you know what I mean, and eloquently. And, uh -huh. I, and I did it in a way where I always kicked back to the people that actually protected me. I always lived by those morals and principles that protected me. Right. You understand what I'm saying? And you could check my, my file. You could go back to my block. You know, everybody knows. You know what I mean? It's not like a secret. Do you look back on Cameron and look at him as somebody that you regret that you weren't able to be a bigger part of his career the entire way on like more nah, of a business level? I did level? everything I could do for him, bro. <laughs> what do you mean? I did, I, you know, I, I did everything. I brought the block with me. Right. You period, I did everything I could do for the whole block, for the whole dip set. I looked out. I look out for everybody. When I'm up, everybody's up. That's why I'd be fucked up because I love hip hop. I knew everyone was going to be fucked up. Uh -huh. And look what happened. Everybody's fucked up. <laughs> that's, that's your feeling on like the, your peers, the era that you came up out of is that basically they, they, very a lot few of them, flourished from it? A lot of them went backwards instead of forwards. They didn't evolve. They, the, the dreams that I had for them, no, that didn't happen. Everyone really? was supposed to be a billionaire. Everybody, not one person. Right. Why do you think that that doesn't happen? It seems like that's kind of the nature of capitalism there, is that there's always it, one big dog and that the, it's very rare that you have the nature a whole of slavery. legion go up. That's the nature of slavery. So there's always that one slave that gets spoiled by master so that he could deliver all the slaves, but he's the only one that benefits from it. You mm. understand what I'm saying? So everyone lives precariously through that one slave because they think they could get what that one slave has. But the reason why that one slave has those things is because he sold out every other slave. You understand what I'm saying? So he is in the house and he's humbled. He's always kissing a ring, mm. but in return, he has all the other slaves kissing his ring right. or their ring. And that's really how the world kind of works traditionally. You know what I'm saying? And what's the way around that in the sense of like, it's hard to create to, your own house, to expect anyone to really act as if they're not acting on their own uh, self-benefit, right? Nah, I think my thing has always been love. So when I win, it's not about me. It's about who, how many people win. So if I get to the top and everybody's at the bottom, I haven't won. Mm. If I get to the top, everybody that put in that work with me got to be at the top with me and on an equal level. They can't be working for me. We got to become partners. And just like, remember, I was telling you this girl right here, Kelsey, <clears throat> she has her own television show, The Death Show. She mm -hmm. works for me, building my dream. So I'm going to give her all my resources to build her own. Like, if you don't have your own dream, if you can't fight for your own, you can't fight for me. And if I don't share, then I'm dead wrong because the sacrifices I'm making is so the people that deserve it don't have to feel the pain or what's considered pain that I do. Like, I look at myself as a superhero. I'm the guy that goes and fights everybody on my own, puts the whole world on the back, fight for the culture when everyone knows won't, and I'm all right with it. But once I win, I let everybody in.
mm-hmm. everyone that deserve it, that's like-minded, at least now, you know, I'm aware of my mission in this moment. Well, has that changed a lot? How was your mentality on that subject different when you were a young executive? I mean, I was a young executive. I'm an older and I'm not an executive. I've always been a boss. Right. You know, I've never been a hired executive. I've always been a partner, a CEO, a chairman. I've always built my own. You understand? So the difference now is I was so young and I was investing my point of view and my taste and I was giving it to other people and they were mixing it with their point of view. Mm. And if their point of view was selfish, I still would make money off it. So karmically, I would deserve any lesson that gets presented to me. Now, it's about me. It's about my point of view. And I can share it with who really deserves it with Mm. no resentment. And I can take my time. But it means you have to pay for it. It has to come out your pocket. It means you won't want to buy that chain or that car. You're going to want to buy a piece of equipment or a building or you want to figure out how to distribute. And every time you make a dream come true like your own, so many other people's dreams come true that you want to make more dreams come true. And it's so much fun making dreams come true. It doesn't feel like work. Like, I'm literally 48 years old and I don't think I've done a day's work Mm. my whole life. There's nothing I do for money that I would not do for free. Like, I have fun. It's an experience every day. I relax. My girl's pregnant. She's beautiful. I eat right. You know, my kids go on vacation. You know, I'm still relevant and I don't even have to come out the house. You understand what I'm saying? Right. But I'm still making I'm making moves. It's not like I'm still dwelling on my past. I'm always creating new shit. I'm always doing and looking into the future. Fuck the past. It's about like I'll learn from the past, mm. but I ain't going to dwell on the past. I ain't going to sit there and sell the past all day. The past is a feather in my cap. The future is what I'm looking for. Like, shit, the shit I did 20 years ago, it, it, I, I, I could only do what I'm doing now. I could only have a television network. Like, imagine Dame Dash with a label or being a manager or dancing around on the stage shaking a champagne bottle or in a little-ass club fighting to get through a crowd. That would be demeaning for me because mm-hmm. I did it when I was a child. Right. I don't want to rerun of what I did already. You feel me? I have to evolve. And the things that I have to do have to evolve. And they have to evolve as it relates to the message because I'm a person that influences a lot of people. Uh-huh. So I'm also a person that wears it all on his sleeve like a tattoo. Yeah. So every lesson that I learn, I publicly learn it so other people don't have to go through it. And I warn people of who is going to stop them from getting to their dream, even when it doesn't behoove me, when it behooves the culture. So that's why I publicly sometimes punish people mm. just because I want them to know like, yo, that's the dude to watch out for. He's going to take from me. Right. Because he tried to take from me, but I smacked his nose off his face. Mm. But you feel like that's why? Do you feel like you burned a lot of bridges in the industry? I burn, just- I, I burn bridges on purpose. Mm-hmm. Fuck an industry. I don't want to be a part of an industry. Mm. That's slavery. I want to be a part of selling out my culture, of, 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 of making all the, all, all the swag, selling it to another culture, or giving it to another culture, and then having them sell it back to mine. Mm. To have someone from another culture be the head of black music, and I'm going to acknowledge that. For me to call another man president... That's not from my culture that doesn't deserve it and can't dance. Why would I ever be a part of that? Mm. I haven't been. That's not even. A, you can't even get no money in that world. If you notice, everyone in music doesn't get money from music. They get money from leveraging the celebrity that comes from music. Mm-hmm. It doesn't come from the music. Definitely. Do you. Uh... I don't even recognize that industry. That's a laugh. That's not a real industry, bro. Right. That's entertainment. People think because they're led in a certain circle because they make you laugh or because you, you make them dance or because you make them cool that you become an elitist. Nah, you're the entertainment of an elitist. Right. And all you're doing is controlling everyone that thinks that succumbs to being 
and controlled by elitists. You know, slavery is a mentality. You know, that's what I think homie made the mistake because I think he meant to say it's a choice now, mm. not a choice then. But to get up every day, do what you're told, get a bunch of debt, let the government, let, let them take your kids and brainwash them by mediocre people and then have them tell you if you don't go to school and learn shit that don't matter and have forty, fifty thousand $50,000 worth of debt because the average can't afford to pay for college, not the elitist, the average. Right. That you don't fit in or you doing something wrong. And then you fucking work your whole life to work that debt off, get more debt, and you only relax when you're 65, 70? Hmm. Slavery. Couldn't be you. I don't even understand that. But right. I see it all day. That's like a movie. I'm like watching a movie of people that are living in a world that, you know, because they're, you know, because everyone else is doing it, because you're born in the patterns, because you feel you don't have a choice, because you're going to stand out, that you think it's all right to hmm. do things that don't logically make sense, like work and not own. Right. And it's a message I've been saying from day one. So people have had to die and get old and get the fuck out of here so new people could come in and embrace this fucking real mentality of freedom and what it really is and what real wealth is and the abilities that we have and understanding our own wealth. What, when you look at the industry and how the top people that all the labels and stuff still don't really seem like they're of the bro, culture. I haven't looked at that industry in a while. It but, doesn't yield. But you've spoken about this a lot in the past that like it doesn't seem like it's the people who are really of the culture that end up really being at the front line of the companies. Why do you think that is that it hasn't really changed? Hip-hop's 40 years old. Because you have a 50-year-old man taking advantage of a 20 or a 16-year-old that knows nothing about business, mm. that most of their brain's not developed anyway. You know, when you're a kid, a rock star, you make motherfucking mistakes you're supposed to. You get a check, you're supposed to spend it. But a man ain't supposed to say, yo, go beef with another man, go get somebody killed to get it. Mm. They're not supposed to say, I got to own 100% of your ass, and you got to ask me every time you could be seen, heard, or even have an opinion for me to, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's just the people that are older and in the business spend a lot of time manipulating the new guys. Right. And, you know, once I got hip to it, 15 years ago after I mastered the game, I was like, it's not a game. It's controlled. Like when I leave the industry, every time I come back, even if it's something unrelated, I see the same exact people doing the same exact things. And then you might see the people that of the moment have like a record or something. They're running through. But the same people are doing the same shit, same industry. It's just grayer hair, batter breath, and fatter arms. <laughs> and that's all it is, bro. The arms specifically? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've always found this interesting is that you, you're someone, you know, most people tend to go to bat for themselves. They go to bat for their company. They go to bat for their whatever, their little grouping. But you're somebody who's always from day one seems to be willing to go to bat for hip hop itself. I go to hip, I go to bat for love, bro. Mm. You know, again, I'm a guy that just naturally is raised just maybe from the blocks I'm from to bully the bully, to oppress the oppressor. To make examples of motherfuckers that are pretending they're strong and they're weak because they want to take advantage of the weak. So in any place I'm at, I'm always going to defend love, bro. Right. Always. I mean, you kind of epitomized that on that Bill O'Reilly segment. And it's very interesting because it's like it seems like hip hop going head to head with the right wing conservative pundit type thing is like everyday shit now. It was easy work. We were laughing at him. That was so early on. You know, what's funny is because I did Bill Wiley solo pause. We had a, a, a and he edited the shit up. And uh. So Cam called me and was like, yo, yo, you know this dude Bill Wiley? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, why? And he was like, they want me to come on. I'm like, nope, I'm coming with you because they and tell them they have to air it live or else we're not doing it because wow. they're going to edit it up. And that's why we got his ass. Pause. Yeah. But that was like, 
it, it just seemed important because it was like, okay, we're not just going to let these guys go in on our culture. We're going to fucking step in and, and, and have fun with it, really, and make a crazy viral moment out of it. I'm not sure to what extent you realized how big that was going to be at that time. Yeah, I mean, again, you know, we're like a glitch in the matrix. We've always enjoyed breaking patterns, mm. you know, standing out. No one wants to be atmosphere in a crowd. So we always know, and I've always known, that everything we're going to do is going to make history. So, you know, you could rewind back to my past and ask people around me what I said I was going to do. I'm a little behind schedule. Mm. When you look at uh, who... <laughs> the betrayals have set me back a couple of years, but I'm almost back. Okay. Meaning to where I want to be. I'm launching a television network completely independent, 24 hours a day. I already launched the streaming service. All original work. No right. one does that. Yeah. There you go. Who, who even put you onto that hustle? Like people who do the music thing are people that probably don't really know too much outside of that, right? I studied it, you know, like, you know, I, I talk to people and the way they launch things like, I'm, you know, I, I'm looking for the big lick. Like, I can't make a billion dollars selling a record. Uh. I can't make, make a billion dollars selling a fucking clothing company unless everything goes really good. And I have a billion dollars, you know, to fucking in credit, which I don't. So. You know, the only thing that I saw that could make me a billion, because I, I, 40 I spend, 30 I spend, 8 I spend, and I always don't spend it on cars. I spend it on my dreams. Huh. You know, I spend it on salaries. I spend it on, you know, art and shit like that, living life. The only thing that could yield me that, building, that billion to me was to sell a network or at least have a network that generates at least $100 million a year and, you know, 10 times that is a billion, and, you know, that's how you develop a what it's worth. Uh -huh. So, and I like, I'm good at it. Like, I'm good at directing. You know, I know the game. I've been making movies for years. You know, I did, you know, I, you know, I put, I, I took Kevin Hart off a stage and put him in his first movies. You know, I funded Lee Daniels. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. you know, it's not like hip hop has been my biggest scores. Like I've discovered mega people in every industry or at least been that stepping stone that's given them that funding. And then once they get there, they just get missing. Right. You know? So that's when I had to learn to stop investing in people and just to invest in me and my skills. And it's like, yo, I see the skim out here is crazy. So if you don't really know this game, something that should cost 10 racks costs you 100. Something that should cost a million costs you 10, 20. Uh -huh. And I'm the master of a lot of flash, no cash, meaning like, you know, I'd rather show you something than talk about it. And if I spend a million, it looks like I spent 10. Right. You know what I'm saying? Period. So I know the game. But being able to not only make a movie, make TV shows, make docuseries, to have, you know, I have a 5,000 square foot facility in Burbank the last two years. I've been bleeding for the last 10 years, spending money, not making it, spending money and still having to pay a lot of bills, uh -huh. you know, but I chose that life because I'm loving it. I'm, I'm, I'm doing what I got to do because I can see the future. I'm so far ahead of everybody. I could tell them my plans. Nobody could say they could launch a network right now and 24 hours of it is original programming. No one knows how to direct fund that shit, direct that shit, distribute that shit, package that shit. Y'all don't know how to do that. You can't do it. And if you learn, you need about, you, you, you know, you're going to need some backup. It ain't going, you know, it's me and my girl did that, mm. you know, from diabetes, cooking shows, big movies, all of it. You know, we're there. We're culture. So we don't have to buy it. We just be it. You don't have to buy it when you could be it. Right. I'm not giving it away to give it back. To, you know, it makes no sense for me not to beg and get patted on the head and all that other shit and kiss a ring to get it back. Like, people don't validate me to make me feel good. I validate me. And other people, different kinds of thinkers think when another culture validates you, that makes you a big shot. That makes you a fucking embarrassment to me because you're kneeling to people that shouldn't be knelt to. And you're delivering people that don't deserve it and they're not yielding from it.
we've been having that conversation a lot about the designer thing in terms of people not supporting the community, supporting these brands that blatantly don't give a fuck about hip hop or the culture. How do you feel about that? It's normal. Exploitation is normal, bro. Mm. It's if you let it happen. You can't complain about the people. You just got to do something about it. I'm not really a complainer. I'm an exposer, and then I'm going to bring that ruckus, and I want that smoker. And then I'm going to do it myself. You know, I don't give a fuck about your house. I don't want to be in it. I want my own. I like to walk around without my clothes and go in the refrigerator when I feel like it. I like to smoke. I like to jump in the pool, and I want my pool hot. I like to control my environment, and I like to be able to kick you out legally. Right. <laughs> Facts. Um, when you look at uh, the, the, the whole Trump thing, you've obviously been someone who's been involved with politics, giving a shit about that. But has that fundamentally changed the way that you view politics? Do you think this is just more of the same as the situation? More politics dire? is a distraction. Bottom line is I don't care what president is in there. I'm getting mines. Mm. I'm not dependent on government to support me. You know, I got to pay my bills regardless because I make bread. But I'm in a business that's recession proof. It's entertainment. Mm. So I'm all right with it. But I do think it's entertaining. At the end of the day, you know, Congress controls everything. But you can look at Trump and say that that's entertaining, whereas a lot of people look at him and think of it as just genocide, terrible. It's the destruction of the, the, the community in that's a lot a, of ways. He controls mentality and nothing else. So if some people are stupid and listen to that dumb shit, you know, then that's on them. Mm. But like physically, he can't really physically do too much. Like to get a law passed, there's a lot of other people that it's like a bill that turns into a law and Congress got to pass that shit. And if, let's say, the president overrides it, then Congress can override him. Mm. So at the end of the day, Congress runs the country, bro. You but know? a lot of people would say, look at the detention camps, look at the... Yeah, well, that shit is fucked up. Yeah, but I mean, that's stuff where he didn't have to go through Congress to get a lot of things changed there. That shit is fucked up. Yeah. And that means some things that need to get unchanged. So there's definitely things that are fucked up. He's doing a lot of fucked up shit. He's saying a lot of fucked up things. It's fucked up. It's like the new generation's first time of really experiencing how fucked up politics is, though, because, I mean, we've been thinking about this and having these conversations about Nixon and Bush and the, everybody along the way, right? But the good thing about it is we're understanding the game better. You know, it's making us aware of politics. Uh. And if you don't get involved, what will be the recourse? It's like if we're not actively getting involved and understanding how to affect it, complaining means nothing. Right. So not only knowing how to vote, but actually knowing how to lobby, mm. knowing how to get a law passed. You know, not just talking shit all day. Like, I don't just don't like shit talkers all day. Like, you could complain about something, but if you're not doing nothing, I don't want to hear that shit. Mm. What are you doing? Not what are you saying, not what your observation is. If you don't like it, what are you doing? I had a congressman in my house the other day, and I actually got to talk to a congressman, um, Congressman um, Andy Carson, and um, Andre Carson, and I'm able to really understand the politics and what can I do to help if I don't like something. Mm. You know, what's the game? Like, if you're going to, you can't really c complain about a game that most, like, most people even understand politics. They just complain about what everyone else is complaining about. See, what I don't like is when people complain while everybody else is complaining. Mm. You're just jumping in the game. You might not even mean that shit. You're going with feeling. I want to see people complain about these issues before everybody else is complaining about these issues like I do. Mm. Like all the motherfuckers I called out years ago that's getting caught now. You understand what I'm saying? Like, none of my message and all these motherfuckers that's getting caught now, I've been always saying it years ago when it wasn't popular. Mm. Like, it's hard for me to take people seriously that only talk about things when everyone else is talking about it, good or bad. What I want to know is, I don't care what you say. What you doing? Are you about that action or are you about that talking? If you're about that talking, I don't understand you. You're not a boss. You're not a general. You're a soldier. No bueno. It starts to sound like Charlie Brown's fucking voice, his teacher. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> If you're not talking, no, get out and not be a victim and go get it. 
If you're not, you know, I'm not a, a person that gets abused. I'm a person that I'm an abuser. You understand what I'm saying? Like, right. but uh, for good. Like, I, you know, it's not like I'm sitting around bullying. I'm not the toughest, but my brain is tough. Uh-huh. My moves, my work is good. So I'm not worried about all that complaining. <clears throat> it feels like a lot of people, though, when it comes down to like how it comes down to like how they're viewed. Like, it might be that you had those opinions early on, or you might have known about something before other people. But it's really about who's able to sort of present the the image of being somebody who's concerned with certain issues image. publicly. What is image? That's acting. Right, it's all, but you have to be concerned about optics in the public eye, right? Who, who, have I ever been concerned about the optics in the public eye, bro? But do you think that that might be kind of defeating in the long run if I'm you're not, not thinking I'm that I'm changing regard? things. Everything I've done, let's say I haven't made history every day for the last 30 years. Yeah, maybe. Right. But because I'm seeing the mentality that I've been talking about 10 years now for, uh, ago starting to come to fruition. There was a time when I talked about being independent and people literally looked at me like I was out of my mind. Right. You saw the radio show. Now, look at what's happened since then. I know I was a part of that. You know, I'm that guy. You have to stand out. You have to be different. You have to break patterns. You don't want to fit in. You got to fight fearlessly, unapologetically. You got to be a man. You got to be a, you know, that's what a gangster is. Not nobody that bullies people. People that protect love fearlessly. Definitely. Um, And don't lie to get there that don't cheat. Like, if you cheat, you lost. mm. Like, if you think you got there and cheated, you you know you lost. Like, there's a lot of people that think they're doing well and whatever, but to me, they don't have shit because they sold their friends out because they didn't do it the right way. That's not the way we talked about the plan. Uh-huh. If you cheated to get there, you know you just sold the fuck out. That's not a W. That's an elbow. But don't you think that most people end up sort of, it seems like most, most people, people, they end up abandoning their team or their original people that they came in the game with as time goes by. There's such a thing as evolving. Mm-hmm. You don't have to stay with somebody forever. You know, that's not the case. But robbing them to get there, you know, that's not the good thing. Mm. You don't have to stick with people all day. You just have to be fair. Oh, man. I got I to gotta crack this one open. There's a big conversation going on about this NFL thing. Do you think that Jay did Jermaine Dupree dirty with uh, this situation that's been described multiple times? I've just seen Funkmaster Flex talk to JD and confirm that that's what happened. I'm sure you feel some type of way about this. I mean, everybody knows Jay and shit. Like, that's, everyone knows that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but it's does not that a- surprise you at all? Because that seems particularly shady. Listen, if you ask anyone in the industry, it's a common knowledge that Jay ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? Define like, ain't shit for our audience. He, he's here. about the bag. You right. know, we all know that. It's about he's self-preserving, period. Like, you know, it's just that the people he does it to don't have, like, Beyonce next to him. They don't have that kind of a power. But, you know, this dude here, everyone's looking. Mm. So I just think he kind of like, you know, like he used to do that shit. Like, it, it, he's like, it's not even like a, a, a secret. You know, he do that shit to me with girls. Like, you know, he'll be like, you know, I'll be talking to a chick and I'll be like, yo, you should ask me to do this, that, and the third. And he'd be like, I wouldn't do it. And then the next day he's wifed her. And I'd be like, oh, that's some funny shit. Right. You know, you know what you're dealing with when you deal with Jay. You know, Jermaine Dupree, I, I feel like, you know, again, for me to talk, it, 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 it's hard because I can't completely be objective, but it's the news of today. Huh. But I just think if you look under the hood, all the answers will reveal themselves. There's always been a pattern with that dude. You know what I'm saying? So... It is what it is. Y'all know what it is. It's just everyone always forgives him. Yeah. You know, he's like Trump in that way. So well, he could do anything, say anything, you know, you know, and, and you know, look at it. And and everyone goes with, I guess, they just go with the populace sometimes, you know. But again, you, it, 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 
it always reveals itself in some way. I mean, having a lot of legendary musicals absolve you from a lot of sins. We see that with Kanye in the sense that if Kanye wasn't the le legendary musician that he is, he would have been out of here a long ass time ago for some of the shit that he said. There's nobody else no, in no, the no. culture Ka that could Kanye, really get away with what Kanye's he said. Kanye's about that work. Right. So, you know, you can't discredit how much work Kanye did in fashion. Hmm. You can't discredit that. That's not an easy thing to do. That as well. Like, I mean, you could That's kind of throw them. that under the umbrella well, what you of have his to understand overall is art. Fashion is a completely different um, kind of respect because there's a discipline that comes with it. And it's where the elite are. So as long as you're in fashion, you're around every, the all elite all over the world. Uh -huh. And, you know, the respect comes from you have to lose a lot to gain. Building a brand is not easy. So what he's done in fashion is almost way bigger than what he's done in music and just because people in music don't understand that doesn't mean it's not happening yeah you know he's like the thing about it is kanye is the kind of guy like with me he's my friend and he's the kind of guy that does shit where i could be mad at him and then he does some shit i can't be mad at him. Mm. you know what i mean that's just kanye but at the end of the day kanye ain't going nowhere you know because at, regardless he says things but he got that work you know he's giving you consistent work whether it's music or whether it's you know public problems which are interesting, whether they're, you know, crazy or not, or whether it's, you know, fashion, sneakers, you know, he's, he, and then he's a part of a circle of more famous people that know how to keep famous. Like, that's always the thing. If famous people stay together, you're never not going to be famous. Mm. And there's a family of famous people and they all work together. Right. So no matter what they do, there's always going to be a certain, they can leverage celebrity at all times. So there's nothing wrong with that, but he gives that work. Right. You know, I don't have to agree with everything he does. But what I can say, he's fearless. And, you know, he might not look out for his friends the way his friends want them to, him to look out. But at the end of the day, he does look out. Right. Do you think that... But he's the only one. Yeah, do you Kanye's think... Kanye's the only one. Is he setting the stage for his him to not... You know, it, it kind of happens with everybody over time that maybe their music becomes less and less relevant. But with him setting the stage with Yeezy and everything, Kanye's you think that he's going to be able to carry Kanye's through that trajectory? Kanye's not music no more, bro. He's fucking 40-something years old. Music is for the young. But his music's still huge. He's the Rolling Stones. Mm. What I'm saying is, for, to be that age and be that consistently relevant in music is a very big deal. You can't, like, say he hasn't been around the last 20 years. No, yeah. But he also gives a lot of other things. So it's not just music, and that's not... If he doesn't make another record, he's going to be all right. All you got to do is make sneakers. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Or make movies. Or he's just a creative guy. He's an anomaly. Like, most... Kanye doesn't exist. There's only one Kanye. You understand? Know Period. I, it's easy for people to forget the extent to which Kanye was laughed at when he said that he was going to do what he has basically done with the clothing side of things. There was so many years of him Everybody bitching about at, Louis Vuitton not wanting to work with him, rah, rah, rah. All that stuff seemed like some pie-in-the-sky-ass ideas. It, and it, now it, you look at what he's accomplished. It it's like me, bro. he when, did everything. Listen to me. When, when Louis Vuitton gave him that sneaker, that's when I gave him props. Because mm. Louis Vuitton did not at that time work with black people at all. Mm -hmm. I, like, they're French... LVMH is tough, bro. They just had to bend to our culture because, you know, luxury fucking um, um, activewear and, 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 and streetwear, which I feel I'm the fucking pioneer of, it's where everybody's going. There's no choice right now. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? But to back then, because I was doing it. You know, I did it. I did a fashion line. For, you know, Rachel Roy is a business that I own, a $100 million business. No one says shit about because mm -hmm. they just don't understand how hard fashion is mm. and the discipline that comes with fashion. You understand what I'm saying? So Kanye is, 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 is just, it's like me. I understand how people don't appreciate everything he does because people don't, they're not savvy in every business. 
So if you really knew movies, you would say, damn, Dame is ill. He directs. Mm. There's people that are just famous for directing. That's just like an ad. You know, that's just one of the things. That's nothing. Dame direct. Dame produces. He paid for it. Mm. You know, you know, Dame would get on the stage behind the camera. Or that's that's not normal shit. You understand? But because you don't understand that industry, doesn't mean it's not huge in that industry. Mm. Kanye's huge in fashion because of fashion. Mm. You, you think the people that know about Kanye listen to his music? All the the, the 100% of the, the, his, his fan base is listening to his music? I mean, but his fan base is so big that everybody knows some Kanye shit, even if it is they have a handful of songs There's a lot of, of people that know more about his headlines than These his music. These days, for sure, yeah. There's a lot of that, Period. Too. Yeah. That's the world we live in today where it's not about what you do. It's about how famous you are for what you do. Right. Like, half of the people, like, a lot of the times, like, I'm on the gram. I can see shit. I know more about my experience with them on the gram before. I know people more on by how they act on the gram before I hear their music. Mm. I judge them as a person now before I hear them. Before you heard the music, then you go, oh, that's how you act. Now you get to actually see the persons and all this other shit. You ain't got to know them or nothing. And you don't never have to hear their music. You understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like everybody that hears about a Chris Brown problem, you think they listen to Chris Brown music? Not everybody. But the reason why they even care well, about his every, issues is think, because the music is so you, popular. You think everyone that cares about Kim Kardashian watches their show? No. But that's how big she is, is that you don't even have that's to my be point. a fan of anything but that she how, does to know is, who she that's is. That's how big Kanye is. Mm. You don't have to hear his music to be hearing Kanye's name every day. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. There's no, I'm not judging it. I'm saying you can't, first of all, I don't care what anybody says. I'm in music. Music is initially a young man's sport. Mm. It's about what's going on in the younger generation. I I remember being the young guy and laughing at that 35-year-old. And like, mind your business, you old. You're the old man at 35. I'm 49 now. Mm -hmm. So original to me, like, I want to know what the kids, what the people on the concrete, you know, it's really not such an older person's sport. At a certain age, you're maintaining a brand. And you're evolving your brand. Like, think about the rappers. Think about what rapper you know today that's hugely famous that's not married to a famous woman. Or is not a movie star. So, like, we can't count Nas? He's not hugely famous enough? I wouldn't say they talking about him every day Mm. like that. I think Nas does a lot. And I love what Nas does. He's a cool dude. To me, like, I think he's eloquently been the the quintessential hip-hop legend. But if, if Nas really wanted to be but that answer person... Answer my question, though. Answer my question. What was it? Uh, I'm trying to think of, like, huge stars who don't... Who aren't, aren't married in to a famous women. relationship. I don't know. I mean, that's what people want to see from you eventually. That wasn't my question. I don't know. The I'm question was name one. one. Exactly. You can't. So that tells you it's not about the music, bro. Right. There you go. Well, what about, like, a Dr. Dre? You got a regular girlfriend or a regular wife? They don't talk about Dre every day. Mm. But who the hell do they talk about every day from an older generation? It's a very small exactly. handful of people who can survive through to that time. No, they have to be in a relationship. Mm. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, love and hip-hop rules all that mentality, huh? It's bigger than love and hip-hop, bro. Mm. That's just a manifestation of what people want. I mean, it depends on what channel you're watching. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I watched like two episodes of love and hip-hop in my life. You did two more than me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, okay, but so in a broader context, we we're talking about the JD side of things and everything. How you feel about uh, Jay partnering with the NFL? Is this is this consistent with what you were saying before? I, I, I don't feel nothing, bro. I'm not getting that. Bottom line is, I don't even know what the deal is, bro. It sounds like he took a job, you know, and mm-hmm. he made they made an announcement and it backfired. That's what it sounds like to me. I don't I don't know what the deal is. Like, is the, is the NFL putting out? What, what's the deal? The deal is just that he's working with the NFL. What to is some that? Extent. Be very specific. <coughs> what is the deal? 
I mean, he's partnering with the NFL to help what, produce it or whatever. Well, see, you're doing this. Yeah. What is the deal? I don't know. It's optics that so we don't know. So why are we talking about shit we don't know? Right. Well, it seems like everybody's talking about but it. But it's again, that's why that's the facade. We don't even know what the deal is and everybody's talking about it. Well, we don't know what the deal might turn into, Bro, but it's safe for us what, to assume that we again, want to guess what it's going to be, right? When you make an announcement about a deal, there's specifics about it. Mm. Give me some specifics. Mm. This is a very vague announcement that everyone's talking about. Mm. I don't do that. But maybe that's because they realized there was going to be why. so much blowback. Again, if I don't know the deal. They want it to be vague again, to start, perhaps. Again, listen to me. You're getting off the point. You're varying. This is the point. I don't know the deal. So why am I talking about something I know nothing of? And why is everybody else talking? Why was there an announcement about a deal nobody knows? Oh, this is the deal. We made a deal. That's not real, bro. That's a cartoon. Right. Let's got to get real with, you know, the distractions and shit. I don't feel no way. Jay plays like Jay. That's what he does. Uh. We're used to it. He just did it at a bigger level. Who cares? I think, you know, it is what it is. If y'all chose choose to believe, that's on y'all. I don't, you know, I don't care about a deal. I, I Like I said, if I'm going to hear about a deal because I'm a businessman, my business, my boss thoughts are, what's the deal? And what could the deal be? So mm. I'm like, what is he like producing the Super Bowl? Is he DJing? Like, what is it? Is he, are they making albums? Are they, is, are they becoming a record company? Like, mm. what the fuck is the deal? But I mean, the whole conversation what is about is the deal? potential disloyalty Why, Carver, to listen, Kaepernick. You're talking at a different vibration. Right. Business. Because that's all I care about. Mm. What's the deal? That's all you care about? In this moment. And I know what Jay does. So that's, it's, I'm not surprised. Like, it's not hard to close a deal when you walk in the room with Beyonce. You could close a deal. You mm. understand what I'm saying? Like, she's the biggest firepower in that moment. It's easy. The celebrity trumps everything. Right. But the thing is, y'all never scrutinize the details. Because if the deal is he's producing a TV show or whatever the fuck he's producing for him, that sounds like a job. But I don't really care. But to me, if I got a billion dollars, I ain't taking the job. I'm coming in, I'm going to buy a team, and I'm going to be flossing. I ain't got to have no... I'm going to come in, I'm going to do whatever I got to do. I'm gonna, you know, that's what I'm going to do. So my point is, everybody's talking about a deal that they don't know what it is. Mm. I'm not saying the, the betrayal is... Regard, we all know that. Y'all just mad he betrayed him. Why y'all not mad he betrayed everybody else? How many betrayals we talked about with Jay? This ain't the first one, but this is the first one we talking about because the only one affected us. Mm. So for me, I'm like, big deal. He fucks everybody over. Jermaine Dupree's stupid for listening to him. That's, that's what I think. We all know Jay. So once he does what he did, how he did Rockefeller, why do you think he'd do anything else? That's Jay. Those principles don't mean anything. Jay runs with the bag, period. That's it. All right, cool. So if you fuck with that man, that's on you. When people frame... What's the deal? I don't know. All right, so now we're establishing that we don't know what the deal is. Let's not talk about it. Okay. We could talk about the betrayal, but he didn't betray me today. But, you know, of course, I'm not going to be a wet, wounded duck and be like, oh, this nigga, you know, he played Rockefeller, he played Biggs, he played everybody. Blah, blah. No, we all know he did that. Y'all just wasn't saying shit about it. But when people frame that the Rockefeller split up as just him doing what he had to Bro, do for I'm his, not, the, for the, his business, do you feel offended by that, that he was just acting in his own self-interest at that time? Hell yeah, I'm fucking offended by it. What do you mean? Everybody knows that. Right. Of course, I mean, he, he shitted on us. We but you fired people in your day, or you've split I mean, I off with people fired. that you were working nah, with. Nah, not split up. You bro. fired nah, people. Nah, 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 listen, listen, I'm not doing this. We all know what Jay did and how he did it. Mm. You know, there is no more Rockefeller. Rockefeller was rolling before Jay decided to say, I don't want Biggs and Jane down with it. Right. There was there was Kanye, there was Dipset, there was fucking State Pro We were rolling. Is there a Rockefeller now? No. Who benefited from this? Him. Okay, so then you say it. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But don't make me that guy. Right. I'm doing other things. This is 20 years ago, bro. Like, I got over that shit. I was tight. And because, again, we're morally different. So he went that way, the way where, you know, he does things this way. And all his friends end up working for him. And I go this way where the people I love end up being my partners. Mm. And I fight for the culture. I don't care what he's doing. I don't care what he's doing. I promise you, bro. His name don't, don't come up other than every time somebody sends something to me and be like, damn, damn, damn. I'd be like, all right. Well, well, I don't care, bro. I don't make no money from that. But what I am mad about is I haven't seen a reasonable doubt royalty in like 10 fucking years. I can say that. Mm. And I want to know where my money is. And right. I'm, all these deals that's getting done with reasonable doubt, I didn't approve them. So whoever's distributing them, I didn't, I didn't approve none of that shit. See, what happened was <laughs> about 10 years ago, I was, I, need, I, need, I was like, yo, what, where's our reasonable doubt royalty? So I looked at a bank account and I found like 400 racks. So I was like, yo, Biggs, I found some money. And he was like, well, I ain't touch it. So I need it. So I went and snatched all of it, like, you know, maybe 200 grand over, you know, but I considered it a loan against, you know, and I was mad because nobody told me, you know what I'm saying? But like, I guess they figured because of that, they ain't got to ever pay me. It's just not enough for me to go chase right now, but I do want my reasonable doubt bread. I do want that. So he owns that entirely at no, this point? No, come on, you sound crazy. I own it. Right. And Jay owns it. And I'm not sure about that other piece. <laughs> okay. You know, but I know I ain't got no money from it, and I didn't approve nobody distributing it, and I don't know what the fuck that is. You still close with Biggs? Nah. No. Nah. Last time I saw Biggs, he ran out. Ran out. Broke my heart. Like left the, the room. Happened. Like left. Ran the fuck out. Like wouldn't speak to me. Uh, Rocky was so like, yo, you got to go say something to him because we was in a very close environment, and we got a friend in common. So I was like, yo, what up? And he was acting funny and shit. I'm like, why are you acting like that? You know what I'm saying? And we was uh. You know, I was like, yo, come sit over here. He wouldn't come sit down or nothing. He wouldn't give a speech. And Rocky was like, yo, you got to go talk to him. So I was like, yo, what's up? How your family? And we ended up kind of arguing and shit. And he ran out. He wouldn't take a picture with me and shit. And you don't really know what he's so pissed off about? Nah. Yeah. I don't know what they so mad about. That's All I crazy. did was make everybody rich. Interesting. Um, yeah, you don't find it interesting that, you know, like things that happen with Rockefeller, they just don't include my name. That doesn't make sense. Mm. You know? Period. Like, you know, sneakers I designed, you know, the uh, the Rockefeller sneaker. I designed those. I, I mean, I, I got the, the, a pair last. Mm. You know, it, I, you know, even out of respect, the clothes, I ain't even get sent no clothes. Does that worry you that you might be being erased out of the history? when nah, we're Don't worry me at all. Don't worry. You can't erase me, bro. I'm Dame Dash. Mm. I, I documented everything. You can't erase you, but you could definitely imagine yeah, that in the people, future. Like when you look at the NWA movie. Know, like, nah, bro. Nah, the nah, NWA nah. movie, a lot of people were kind of like smeared, painted in listen, weird listen, ways. Do you hear what I'm doing? What is the business I'm launching? The the streaming service, return, the a, TV station. It's a 24-hour television network. Mm -hmm. How could they erase any of my history? Right. I control history because I've taken history into my own hands. No one controls my narrative. The same way they talk about, oh, I'm the one that they're still talking about that's not in a high-profile relationship. Because when I get with a woman, she becomes high-profile. I don't have to do that. Uh -huh. You understand what I'm saying? I get to get with the woman I love. You know what I mean? I'm living every day. I want them next to me every second. You know, nobody controls the narrative. And those aren't things you worry about. I make history in so many ways. There's no erasing Dane Dash in Rockefeller. Mm. You know, I got lawsuits with so many people, bro, that try to erase what I did. Like this movie, The List, that I directed, this fucking lawyer, Chris Brown, and this dude, Josh, and, and the other kid. What's his name? Mike, what? Mike Munster. Like, literally, I direct a whole movie, edit it, bring the people. They steal the footage, try to go copyright it, and just say that they did it and take the credit for it. We in court now. 
depositions and all that. They, you know, every time people try to rob, everyone tries to rob. That's what the history you get. Think about this. You see how they are. You, you are saying that it looks like they're trying to erase. That's how you see it. Uh-huh. That's the tone you feel. You ask that question because you must see that. Too. So that's how you see it. So if that's happening with me, what do you think has happened to real history over and over again? Yeah, exactly. Even ancient history. Like, do you even understand that, you know, the only history that we know of, like the, the world is billions, of, Earth is billions of years old, and we only got like a couple of hundred million. That's literally like five min- minutes of history that we have. Mm-hmm. And we think we're the only civilization that is that are here first. We don't talk about the Anunnaki's. We don't talk about the Emerald Tattles or the Dead Sea Scrolls. The real fucking history, and they don't teach it to us. That's why guys like Billy Carson, Forbidden Knowledge, I fuck with him. I'm talking about what's going on on Mars, how we really got here. I don't like what's presented to us. History has always been filtered down. That's why they teach it to us to enslave us. That's why they make us think we're number two when we're really number one. This whole shit is a facade, and it's always a motherfucker that sells us all out. Mm. So that they can benefit and everybody else has to suffer. And people's vision is very short-sighted, right? I mean, you know, that's what we were, that's the way we were, our DNA. You know, we were a genetically modified race made to be slaves. The Anunnaki's fucked with our DNA. We're a cousin of our original race. But that's another story and another show. Yeah, that's a lot right there. I don't know about yeah, that. Yeah, but that's what I, I don't go with what's presented. I go with what's not presented. Mm. I'm disruptive. So if I, they gave me a book to read, I'm going to read the book, but I'm going to read the other book that was translated from. Mm. I want to see them scrolls. I want to see them scriptures. I want to see them tablets. You understand what I'm saying? We talk about the concept That's how of, bosses think. We talk about fake news a lot in this day and age. Is that something that stands out to you? Because, of, you know, the media is able to write its own narrative, period. The media might do it even if the participants aren't interested in erasing people from history. So what about it? How do you feel about it? Did you feel like... I don't, I don't really spend time thinking about those things, bro, because I'm doing too much to control the narrative. Mm. Like, you know, victims think about being victimized. You know, motherfucking generals think about who they're going to punish next. You know, I don't wait for you to come to me. I'm coming to you. You understand what I'm saying? And that's, that's the mode I'm in. I'm in disruptive mode. I'm in let's free every everyone slave-minded mode. And I've been in that mode. Every time you've had a mic in front of me, I'm always talking about us, not me. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? My message is consistent. It's in style now. I've been doing it for decades. Google it. There's no blackballing me. I burn bridges because I never go back. Going back to me is like being in the back of the ocean. I'm a drown. I always go forward. I burn those bridges because I don't want to be on those punk bridges. Those ain't bridges that's going to get me to a billion. Or my grandkids to a billion. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like every single time I have a new child, I build a new empire. You know? So Boogie was born into Rockefeller. And um, um, Ava and Tallulah were born into Rachel Roy. Fashion empire. Mm. This baby's going to be born into my media empire. And then I changed my nickname. I'm Billy Pablo III. I did a rock and roll project, by the way. Really? Yeah. Did you... Decide that you needed to have another kid, but now was the time, or is this just now? Nah, we've been trying for five years. We got a couture baby, we got IVF. What's that? You know, IVF? No, it's when you know they do all the work, like they, they, they put the seed, the, the, the man and the woman all together, freeze it up, and then oh. they place it in there. So we did that. It took a, it, was a, it was a long journey. We've been covering it like the type of so you have a baby on the way that it's in was, there, it is in there. Okay, I was just making sure. Yeah, I didn't know if it was like a, a tube or something that was stored in currently. I don't know how that works. No, nah, I didn't say I was having a test tube baby, bro. <laughs> you got to get outside a little more. <laughs> I just don't know a lot about procreation. I've been trying so hard to not have babies means, for all these years. That means you need a girl. Oh, I got a girl. I got three years in. She ain't got no babies? No rubber either, and I've been fucking skating on having one so far. Oh, you're far. on the way. You need to get some advice. You're on your way to uh, fucking IVF. It's going to happen? 
Oh, you I think mean, I'm, I'm shooting blanks there? Well, I wasn't shooting blanks, bro. <laughs> you know, I got four kids. I do I believe I have the firepower. I've, I've knocked a few chicks up in the past and had to take care of it. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah don't, you should stop going raw dog. No? Pause. Yeah. Man, I can't wear a condom. I'm a grown-ass man. It's 2019. You sound crazy. Man. Kids, I ain't telling you to do it. I'm just <laughs> saying for me personally, no, I don't know. No, you sounding crazy right now. You, 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 you it, there's a lot. ST, you know what the problem is with the world today that's different? Not the problem, because, mm. you know, I can't judge it, but STDs was, like, horrifying, you know, when I was a kid. We're not scared anymore? It's like everyone is cool with herpes. Mm. It's like that's just the new shit to have. And it's like I never... <laughs> the new shit to have. You know what I'm saying? It's normal. And I, I'm not from that world. I live, I've been living in a bubble for a while, so... Now, I think people should strap up, bro. Is, is should strap up. Is, I agree. Is that why... We have a whole new generation of kids that think it's the coolest thing in the world to just do drugs because they're so far away from the crack era. I'm 48, man. You know, again, I always rewind back to when I was young and think about older people judging me. And, you know, I just didn't want to hear it. I just think people make their mistakes and everything is relative when they're young. And if they can get through it, you know, they'll learn from it and other people will. So I do think the perspective is different. Like, you know, back in my day, it was about hustling. Mm. It wasn't really about. You know, being a drug addict, it was about selling drugs and making money from it. It was looked at as a sign of weakness to be on drugs. Mm. So the perspective has changed. But, you know, things happen. It's 30 years. So, you you know, you got to think, like, I'm 48. So, you know, 30 years ago, if I was like, yo, in 30 years, motherfuckers is going to be crazy and niggas going to be this, that. You know, it, that's what happens. I kind of saw this happen. Mm. And then, especially when I walked away from the music business, I knew it was going to go amok. But, you know, people have to learn their own way. They have to evolve at their own pace. I'm not here to judge them, really. You know, I, I was judged, so I will never do so much judging. You know what I mean? I'm still judged. And I never I think judging is corny. Mm. So when people do things to me that I don't like and I think are corny, I make sure I don't do those things to other people unconsciously. Mm. So everything I laughed at, I don't want to be. And I see a lot of people that were laughing at the old people in the club, and now they're the old people in the club. Mm. And they are very conscious of it. And I'm like, I remember you really torturing people for doing the same thing you're doing but you're justifying it for whatever reason. I don't want to be that person that has to take my eyeballs out of my head and look at things different. I keep the same eyeballs so I can keep my same principles. And, you know, it's not really so much of a fight. You know, I'm a happy guy. I mean, everyone I know is depressed. I'm the only person that's happy 24-7. Really? Yeah. And she's been next to me for the last, what, 11 years, every single day, and she could tell you. Mm. I'm never, I'm never, I, I, I don't really see... Why everyone is so stressed and scared all the time. Is I everyone stressed and scared? Everybody seems soft to me, man. Mm. Everybody's worried about what everybody else thinks. There's an anxious climate. Nah, you just, you know, you're programmed to be controlled by fear. But what you fear is nothing. Like, you fear what people think? That's a choice. Mm. You, know, what, you know, what really happens? Nothing. As long as you're not going to jail and you're not dead and you got all your limbs and it can be fixed, it's really not a problem. Definitely. But worrying about what people think is the corniest shit in the world. Right. Nah, that's real. Um, what, what do you think of uh, Choke No Joke? I don't think of him. Mm. But he seems like you're on his mind. I don't even know. I don't. You see, the thing is, I don't even hear what he's saying. Sometimes people hit me about it, and I see it, and I'm like, I, we're not in the same world. Mm. We're not in the same hemisphere. But like, just generally speaking, for another man to be speaking on other men... And doing it a lot, you know, there's not how credible could that person be? You know, mm. at the end of the day, I paid choke no joke to video videotape things. 
And every bit of footage he had, I paid for that. It's my footage. He's bootlegging my footage mm. if he's using it. And, you know, we got jumped and he ran and that's what happened. And he also got his ass whipped, you know, by what's the name of them brothers and didn't do shit. So this is the type of person he is. He's like a punching bag. He has no fucking like, there's no morals. There's no fabric. He doesn't mind getting his jaw broke. He doesn't mind running on his friends. Mm. He doesn't mind speaking on other men. So whatever he's saying, I don't hear it. But like, if, I be telling people, they call me like, yo, this dude choke. I be like, yo, if you don't like it, go talk to him. I'm not, I don't even want to hear it unless you're going to go fix it. Cause I don't care enough mm. to hear about another dude. You know, like again, I hired him. He worked for two years, three years. He ran on a fight. Everybody saw it. He can't get over that. I know because I seen them run. Mm. You know, he talks tough. So maybe if he didn't talk so tough, I wouldn't have been so disappointed when he ran when I was fighting over my camera. Mm. You know? But what? these are the kind of things like a man is talking about other men, even if it's a year later, but like, who listens to that? When you tried to... When it's a different world, bro. I don't get in the politics of slave mentality. Mm. I don't even hear the language again. Like if I were, I can't sit there and listen to another man talk about another man, whether it's me or somebody else. I can't sit like I, there's a lot of interviews and I hear a lot of things that people say about me and I never look at it because I don't want to see gossip about no man, mm. not me or another man. I It's just not a very manly thing to do to me. Mm. You feel me? Like. I got too much other shit to be worried about than what another man thinks of me or another man. And even wondering why another man hates his life so much that he just wants to talk about other men. Like, talk about some girls or something. Like, mm. damn, this shit was 20 years ago. Right. But obviously... Oh, look, this is my OG, Daniel. You want to OG? Yeah. See, this is my, look, my OG, Daniel. Just uh, hold it up to the mic. Hey, Daniel. What up, Ken? What's good? We on the radio right now. I was like, I got to stop everything. My OG just called, so we on the radio. What's happening? My man, my man. What's Jason? What you doing? What, 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 no jumper podcast. No jumper podcast. It's a big deal. Cool, cool. All right, well, kill that shit. Call me when you finish that. Well, I mean, this. how about this? This is my OG, right? Mm. He grew up with me. Okay. Rather, I grew up, you know, looking up to him and shit. He could tell you my file right now. Okay. Ask him anything about me. Uh... Is is Dame Dash a good guy? The world seems to want to know. Say that again. Uh, is Dame Dash a good guy? Speak on Dame Dash's character. Is he a good guy? Yeah. Is that the question? Is he a good guy? That's the question, Dame. Dame, man, Dame is one of the last of the best of us, man. They don't make them like that no more. That's a dying breed you're looking at. He like a dinosaur. You know, up in Harlem, there's so many families, so many different people, so many, you know, different levels of people from ages from 11 years old to 50 years old. They've been loved for years up in Harlem, not just for, you know, his character, but it's for the things he do for the community. A lot of people don't see behind the screen what's going on. Like, he's been helping people. So, you know, like supporting people, providing work, employment for people for years. But people don't never see that side of him. But, yeah, hey, he's hey. an entrepreneur. He's always growing. But the brother is a real good person inside. Like, there's stories I can tell you about that's 
have brothers that's locked up in jail and they owe their life to him because he took care of them. He, he made sure that they have what they need. He take care of their families. He still provides them with mental stability. And just when they need somebody to talk to, no matter how big he ever got, he always was there for them. You ain't going to find them type of characters in the game. Most of these guys in the game right now, they get some money, and then they think it's all about them. You can't talk to them. They can't even go back to their neighborhood. You notice why most guys say they can't go back to their neighborhood? Because they don't have the bonds and the ties that he do. He could come back to Harlem any day, sit on the corner, and all people would do is come up and want to take pictures. He, he would never be home. He's a powerful brother. Like, I could go on and on, but Dane, his character, just know he's a god, man. You know, he got God in his genes. And obviously, it's been passed through his genes, his bloodline. It's just in his blood cells. It's his makeup, his DNA. The hey, brother is powerful, man. Hey, Daniel, tell him what you did on Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, like, okay, perfect example. I do this cookout called Heaven Up in Harlem. It's a cookout for all the people that passed away in Harlem. Like all the guys that raised us, all the older people, our parents and sisters and brothers, we don't forget them. Like, that's one of the things that we do. We remember the people that taught us and raised us. Those are the people that mean the most. The best people in our lives is gone. You know how they say they always take the good people and they leave us here with the bad people? But that's true. But moving right along, now, y'all wouldn't know, Dame was a big part of that. He contribute, he send things, different things to make the cookout possible. Um, all the way from California, he made sure that that still took place. And that's what I mean. It's a lot of things that go on behind the scene people never see. So all they see is the bubblegum shit. That's all they want to see. It's entertainment. That's what sells. We understand that. But the people got to understand it's all a game, you know? They always try to make you see a bad part in a person. They don't want you to see the king in him. They don't want you to see the good things. They want to elaborate on negativity because it sells. Now, now, that's our problem. That's why we got so many chilling, black-on-black crime, shit like that, because all we do is promote balance and, and hate going against each other. Now, see, now, the era we come from, it was an era right after slavery. All everybody wanted to do was stick together protect each other. James was invented to protect the neighborhood, the people in the neighborhood, not to kill each other. See, but that's where we come from. That's the era we come from. So, so that's the vibe you get from us. So, D Daniel, real quick. Real quick, Daniel. Just so they... I want to just put this in context, right? Mm. So, um, the person he's talking about that we have in common is Lou Sims, okay. right? Now, this is Lou Sims. This is a guy that you may have heard in a lot of records... And it just so happens that we were just, we've been friends for how many years? And, 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 and just, just for Lou, just give them a little history of our relationship, just so they know how real it really is and why I think that I find shit funny that most people are scared of. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's one of the guys I was talking about. He, he's one of them. It's a brother that grew up in Harlem, had a real bad situation. And if it wasn't for Dave, he'd probably be facing the rest of his life in jail. But because of Dave, he was able to make sure that he didn't face the rest of his life 
he just plays he plays the game kind of rough. He plays the game kind of rough. They mm-hmm. never had to worry about none of these type of guys. For some reason, they all loved Dane. Like, Dane always was himself. All the killers, all the tough guys, everybody in Harlem that was, you know, scary to other people, they loved Dane. And that's why. Look at the character. Look at his character. So, you know, Dane could elaborate, and he could tell you firsthand the relationship he had with him. You know, his name is Lou. He should be home soon, and hopefully y'all will be seeing a lot of him. You know, he got a well, book coming out. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of redemption uh, going on with Lou. He's a different person. Yeah, yeah, Dane changed his life, man. He really did, and that's what I mean. Like, that's that's the shit that people don't know. It's a lot of lot of stories like that, man. So like, like, Dane like changed my life. Like that's my little man when we was growing up as young men, but now as we older. I might be older than him in numbers, but he's still right there with me. You know what I mean? Like my mentor, he helps, you know, keep me positive, man. When I'm thinking negative, that's the only, you'll be surprised, Vic. Like, I'll be ready to go pick up the gun or do some dumb shit like everybody else do in the street. And you know who will calm me down or tell me, yo, fuck is you doing? Nah, it'll be Dame. It's it's Dame, like out of all people, it's him. So... Like, people get caught up in this this uh, materialistic world and, and all the shit that's going on, but they don't know the real character of people. So if I could just let y'all know by telling y'all these stories, I hope y'all have a better picture of my brother because he's an original, man. I mm-hmm. love him to death, bro. There it is. We appreciate that. Love you, Danny. Love you. Nah, that's my man right there. Y'all got a real king, man. Oh, yeah. Appreciate you, man. Endorsement. He like came with it. Man, just 
don't always look at what y'all see on TV and the blogs and all that shit, man. But you know how I feel about that, Dan. You know I don't be caring. What a real king is made of, bro. For real. Thank you, bro. I love you. I'm going to call you after this. Okay, all right, y'all have a good one, man. All right, y'all. Let me say bye. Appreciate you, G. Bye-bye. So that's Daniel. He's a legend. Okay, who's that exactly? Daniel, OG Daniel. Okay. So, so, you know, check his Instagram out. But, you know, that was like the voices, that tone, that diction, pause, like that passion. Like I wasn't raised hearing stupid shit. Like the, the real people I was around were the ones that survived, not the stupid ones, the one that was like, put the gun down, but if you have to use it, this is how. Uh-huh. You understand what I'm saying? So again, you know, if you look at him, he's older than me. He's like, you know, you'll see it. If you see the movie, he stars in Honor Up. Uh-huh. You know, I made Honor Up um, without a script. It's just, he came back into my life. I hadn't seen him for about 20 years. And he was the same dude, but stronger. And it just inspired me to just, you know, give credit to everyone that's lived by that code that we signed on to honorably. Uh-huh. Because a lot of people don't. And a lot of the people, these like the younger generation, because it's not around them, they don't even understand how ill it is to be honorable. You know, to just live by a code and a creed and to, to not cheat. And we, we, we take pride in that as men, you know, not bending over, you know, telling somebody that somebody else would look up to because they could cut them a check. Fuck you. You know, we do that. But only for love. Mm. And this motherfucker's mad tough for love. Like, you got to see, like, you know, like I said, he gets a thousand people around me. Everybody love each other. Like, we like gangsters for love. You know, that's all it's about. You still think about Harlem a lot? All day. How could I not? That's yeah. a regular phone call. Like, I still talk to my friends in Harlem. Mm. Like, I could call them all, and it won't be like, oh, I ain't talked to you in a minute. It'd be like, yo, we just talked yesterday. Right. So you would be surprised at all the politics that go on in Harlem, and when someone gets killed and things happen, I usually hear about it first. Mm. And I'm the guy that'll be like, yo, come out here. Come out here. It's getting too crazy out there. Mm. You know? Because that's not what we're here for. We're not here to spread pain. We're here to spread love. Mm. We, we don't get famous to go to jail. You don't get famous to have to pick your gun up. But you, you, love, get, you get famous so you can relax. You love Harlem so much. Is it ever odd being so far away? No. I know you go back know. and everything. Nah, but. I love my high school too, but I ain't going back there all the time. I'm out here. My kids is out here. Mm. I send back gifts. I bring them out here. Like the people that are in Harlem that never leave Harlem, I'd be like, yo, let me show you what a fucking ocean look like instead of that river. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm going to go back. When I go back, I come back with like a team rock. Like, I come back with some with gifts, and, and, and I'm not going to come back stunting on everybody and making everybody mad. But when I do go back, I go back and have a whole, like, a whole, you know, I, you know, I love I love my block. 142nd Linux, I love it. I love those motherfuckers. Those are the most loyal, most ca- with character, honor, everything. I've never seen people that loyal. Yeah. Definitely. And it was loyalty before the music. You know, the, you know, Big L, all of that. We all grew up together. Yeah. People actually were really <laughs> requesting that they wanted to hear you talk about Big L. Yeah, that was my man. You know, it's tragic. That block is crazy. You know, it's, it, you really look under the hood of that block. The politics are incredible, you know, but they it's just a cycle. They just, you know, a lot of civil war in that block. and gets real gangster. But, you know, Big, Big L, we had plans. You know, I, I was about to sign him. Yeah, that's a real shame that we never got to see what he was really capable of on a larger scale, huh? Yeah, yeah. You know, he would have been a legend. He is a legend. Yeah. You know, Definitely. again, when, when, when an angel gets taken, it's for us to learn from it, mm. you know, so it's not in waste or in vain. So hopefully, you know, he got taken tragically just like my angel, Leah, and hopefully people learn from it. It's not in vain. You know, pain is for fucking people to learn. Mm. And the people that go through pain, they go through pain because they're strong enough to survive it so other people could know how. Definitely. 
Um, yeah, you got any uh, last words you want to wrap this up with? I really appreciate you coming through and sharing your perspective with us. I appreciate it. Well, like I said, you know, the streaming service is Dame Dash Studios, but I'm actually launching the 24-hour network. The first market is going to be Charlotte, you know, because I got a lot of, uh, I was out there for a while uh-huh. with Jay Black and Bootsy. And, um, and I want to really get good at it. And then it'll be 24 hours will be available nationally, but you could get the streaming service at Dame Dash Studios. And then after that, I'm going to focus on the Poppington of it all. Okay. You know, my bespoke line, what I'm wearing, everything I wore, I made very bespoke. You know, I designed A it. lot of people want to know about your son's cookie brand as well. He doesn't do the cookies anymore. Oh, it's over? Okay. But what he did was, you know, we, he, he, you know, he got into the shit everybody else got into with the drugs. And he went to rehab and he got himself together, learned from it. So he just bought a building and he's opening up a rehab. Really? Yeah. So, you know, he's very entrepreneurial in a very rock star way. And I'm proud of him. And you can see all that shit on Growing Up Hip Hop. You know, this is our fifth fifth season on the Wii Channel. I got this other TV show called OG Gangsters that I'm about to have on television on Wii Channel as well. What was it like seeing him have to learn that lesson for himself? It was was defining. It was humbling. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, it was it was me having to have faith in 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 God that he'll be protected. You know, but we all go through it. It's just a lot of us don't have people around that care to worry. But you know, he's a dash. He gonna get through it, and he did. And usually, we don't ever consider our elbows losses. We consider them learning experiences. So if he was like you know on the wrong path on the drug side for a minute and was able to rebound from it quickly and turn it into a profitable business by helping people and also picking up a nice piece of property at that age, it becomes me being very proud. Mm. So it's almost like you have to say, okay, this is his lesson. Can he pass it? And if he does, what will he be? Look what he is. As much as you you might want him to be able to just know everything that you know and be able to Impossible. just yeah it's just, it's just doesn't dash, work that way they got, can know what I know. they got to learn the lessons the hard way huh yeah i mean life is meant to be a lesson it's always a test and we all have different sets of problems that are all relative he doesn't have the same kind of problems that most kids have mm. but he still has them you know and they still hurt him just as hard as you know other things hurt other people i can sometimes be desensitized because of the things i've seen mm. you know again for me it's like you're not dead you're not in jail. You made it. You're all right. Life is good. Enjoy it. Marinate with it. Because there are going to be tragedies in life. People die. You're going to feel pain. That's guaranteed. You can't control it when it happens. And between the times when you control it, makes the most sense to be as happy as possible. Because usually what happens is some tragedy happens, and you're like, damn. I was so bothered about some bullshit. I wish that that was all I was bothered about right now. And then you mm. appreciate your problems, but you're in a place of pain. Appreciate your problems now. Right. Enjoy your problems because they're not problems. They're just fucking learning experiences. They're just tests. Life is not meant to be fucking easy. And some people I see just make fear, make their life harder. And don't be scared. You know, and, and sometimes you got to let go of the past. You got to put shit in your rear view. You got to look back at, back at it to learn from it. You know, I'm a, a, a time traveler. I, I always look at my future. That's why I'm always excited because my future looks good. I ain't worried about my past. It doesn't affect anything but my present. 
my future is going to be what's affected by what I do in my present. Mm. You know, everything that I'm here, I'm sitting here because everything I did in my past. Right. But what I take and do with this is going to affect my future. And that's all that really matters. Well said. <coughs> Appreciate your time, man. Thank you, bro. Thanks. When you coming, you coming down to my spot in Burbank? Whenever you're ready. Let's I do bet. it. So let's get, and I've also got a gift for you. Book it, Laura. Because look, check it. Because, you know, I'm like, this is like if Ralph Lauren had a television network and he could do collabs with himself. Excellent. That's what this is. It's like you could All tell that I knew this in drip. All made in America. Yo, what? Dead Did right. Did they really run in here? Or was that like a, a thing when they ran in here with the... No, that was real, shit? yeah. That was real? Mm. What? I'm, I'm widely hated, apparently. Somebody wanted to take my life. <coughs> well, you're pretty brave. You're still here. I don't see no... <laughs> I ain't just, scared. I can dig it. He's lucky he didn't die. See? You don't seem like a victim. No. Fuck that. So why are you asking me victim questions? That's a test? I don't know. I'm a media guy. A test? Media Testing guy. me to see if I'm a victim? We're trying to find out if you got any Listen, vulnerabilities. Let me, let me, I mean, I have vulnerabilities, but I'm not scared of them. I embrace them. Ooh. Take a little, take a little bit of that. That came from Emerald Farms. They, these are the same people that grow the King Dusko. It's a good looking nug. Like, you know, take that too. Now, yeah, I, I suggest that, that. that you go home with that. This is like for professional. Where's my other man at? Oh, he had to. Let me, let me look. Let me look him up. Man, I don't know. I've been smoking yeah, pretty I, tough doing interviews. Yeah, give him, make sure too. he gets some too. Oh, okay. You know, get some too. Take some for your crew. I don't know if I, I don't know. This might stay with me. Take some. I want y'all to all <laughs> we'll, see what this we'll is. We'll put it in a wood. I just want y'all to know what I'm smoking. All right. All right. Jay, I want y'all to know what I'm smoking. Jay, here's, here's your blunt assignment. Roll that up. But, you know, get a seatbelt or something. Just like that. Dame Dash. Hey, let me ask you a question. How do you make bread here? Uh, YouTube ads. Actually, I'm going to be inserting an ad uh, so, for these delicious pens, Eagle Energy. So, would you? Would we you sell say, a lot of clothes out the front, though. That's kind of our main thing. That's the main thing. Is the um, is it volume or is it like enough? Like, what is it? Uh, it's a little more high end. We just sell you know t-shirts that represent the brand. You know. What kind of bread are you making? Mmm, Wonder Bread. You know, decent bread. But we all have to wonder what you make. Wheat bread. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah. The reason why I'm asking is. You know, a lot of people expi aspire to be a YouTuber. Yeah. And you're not a YouTuber, but you're like, she was real excited, Kelsey. Come here, Kelsey. We're definitely YouTubers. We got three Kelsey, million come subscribers. Kelsey. Come here, Kelsey. But yeah. You know, how, how profitable, and I'm asking, because I don't know. It's not great. If this interview got a million views, we would make maybe two grand off it. So that don't really go too far. A million how, views is a lot of views. But if, does that happen for you often? If we really knock it out of the park, you know, I got a young thug how, interview that did a million and a half. How many times a month. a month do you do that? I mean, in a total month, we might get 20 million views, 30 million views, something like that. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's cool. But at the same time, you definitely got to diversify those income streams with the merch, with the advertising for various products, products like at my Eagle Energy. So, so um, let, me, let me ask you a question. Yeah. What, what it, it, like your future? Mm. What do you want to evolve this to like a TV show? And, you know, what do you want to do? Maybe if the opportunity presents itself. But my whole thing, really, I just want to create like raw content that documents hip-hop underground the culture and i don't i don't want to ever enter into any sort of corporate situation that's going to in any way constrain what i'm trying to do because i don't think anybody understands what i'm trying to do why did corporate have to be in the conversation you know i mean tv you start talking about tv you start talking about production all this bullshit that i just don't want anything to do i don't make the raw well, shit the thing is you're making production right now yeah those are cameras you're streaming you're distributing you know that's all it is it's just having bigger distribution mm and evolving the quality of what you're doing and just getting it on a bigger platform. Let's have that conversation. You want, you want to talk? Let's do it. All right. Uh, appreciate you, man. I appreciate you. Dame Dash. It's good money. Legendary. No Jumper. Coolest podcast in the world. Check us out on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes. Like, comment, and subscribe. Nojumper.com to support the merch. 
Shout out to My Eagle Energy, Dame Dash. Appreciate you, G.